Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Off in the S's podcast, a podcast focusing on the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. I am your host, Stu, and today we are going to be going over the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach and all of the news to come out of that weekend. A little bit delayed, life life sometimes gets in the way. But uh, better late than never is how the saying goes. Regardless, before we get into it, make sure that you are subscribed on your favorite podcasting app to never miss an episode. You can also interact with us on Twitter at Off in the S's or on YouTube at Off in the S's Podcast. Links to those can be found in the show notes. Starting things off with some news from around the world of sports car racing, Ferrari has completed a rollout of the new 296 GT3 ahead of its competitive race debut in 2023. The car was seen testing in mid-April at the Ferrari test track in Ferrano. Quick note on this, this will be the first time that Ferrari has charged the manufacturing or the production of the car to an outside company, having employed Orica to produce the car, while Orica is also producing the LMDH chassis for Ferrari. Luxury performance automotive brand Lexus has joined as a title sponsor in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship for their race at Mid-Ohio. The race will take place on May 13th to 15th, and the weekend will now be called the Lexus Grand Prix at Mid-Ohio, after previously being sponsored by Acura. Of course, Lexus has dominated in this event in previous seasons, winning three out of the last four races at the track, including a second-place finish last season, Really not too shabby for those Lexus drivers. This year's 2-hour and 40-minute race will feature DPIs, LMP2s, LMP3s, and GDD classes, along with the Michelin Pilot Challenge, the IMSA Prototype Challenge, and the Mazda Itamitsu MX-5 Cup. It is a full weekend of action at Mid-Ohio. It's going to be a great one. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It is not that far away. Also announced, IMSA has confirmed that it will return to Canadian Tire Motorsport Park and head north of the border for the first time in three years with the July 1st to 3rd Sports Car Grand Prix moving ahead. This is in despite of Canada's current COVID-19 vaccination entry requirement that uh, posed uh, was expected to pose a bit of a challenge and put the Uh, event in jeopardy for a third consecutive season. It will return, though, after a two-year hiatus at the track, but as per Canada's current rules, everybody entering the country will need to be fully vaccinated with at least two doses or a single dose of an accepted vaccine. This is exciting news for me because I am, of course, located in Toronto, Canada, which is about one, a little bit over an hour away from uh, from CTMP. So I will be attending the race weekend and hopefully we'll be bringing uh, be bringing you guys some interesting footage over on the YouTube channel. Uh, Stay tuned for some more information on that as we get closer to that date. 
also announced, uh, IMSA President John Doonan said that IMSA is constantly talking with officials from Indianapolis Motor Speedway, as well as other select venues, on the possible inclusion on the schedule in 2023 and beyond. He did indicate that any potential venue would come as a replacement and not an addition to the calendar. A fifth uh, Michelin Endurance Cup round, however, is not a possibility at the moment. It was also mentioned that Ozark's International Raceway could be a possibility to uh, to hop onto the calendar. Uh, they are hosting a Lamborghini Super Trofeo race in 2022, which will be the first time that IMSA, or actually not IMSA, SRO will take to the track. So uh, I'm sure IMSA will be monitoring that closely to see if the uh, track would be suited for future competition. While being eligible in the FIA World Endurance Championship later this year, LMDH cars will not, or are not, expected to compete in any IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship competitions in 2022, according to John Doonan. Uh, he told Sports Car 365 that there have not been any requests from OEMs wanting to race in any of the events before the end of the season. Of course, there are a couple of planned tests to take place just after the Motul Petit Le Mans, the final race of the season. There will be a test that takes place as well as in Daytona later this year. Getting into some support series and just general pre-race news from the Grand Prix of Long Beach, there were a total of 43 cars that took place in the season opener for the Porsche Carrera Cup in North America at Sebring International Raceway. Uh, It was communicated to teams prior to the event, the double duty race, this weekend that the use of the 107% rule would be utilized at this event. Of course, the 107% rule is in order to participate in the race, you need to run 107% of the pole sitter's speed. And there was another measure put in place to alleviate some of the problems with uh, such a large field on such a tight street circuit. And that was split qualifying, which saw separate sessions for the Pro and the Pro-Am-Am class competitors on Friday for the first time ever. In this event, just like in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, all classes have been gridded based on time within your own class. As for the racing that took place in the Porsche Carrera Cup, it was a dominant, dominant performance for Kay Van Burlow in both races as he swept the weekend after sweeping both of the re- both of the races earlier this season at St. Petersburg. So he has a sizable points lead over there. And, um, I mean, he's one to keep an eye on. It's a dominant performance and not a slouch of a series. Well, we might be seeing him move up to, uh, to, uh, to the WeatherTech Championship for too long. 
In other pre-race news, two of the three BMW M4 GT3s entered in this weekend's Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach have lost times. They lost the times in their qualifying efforts due to engine-related infractions. Both the number 25 Team RLL and the number 96 Turner Motorsport BMWs, which had qualified second in their classes respectively, were stripped of three lap times each due to exceeding maximum engine speed permitted by the technical regulations. With their lap times removed, the number 25 was demoted to 25th overall and 6th in the pro category, while the number 96 was demoted to 19th overall and 8th in class. BMW teams were later understood to have provided all of the BMW teams with a revised turbo boost table by the manufacturer after these infractions took place. It is understood that the specific shifting patterns contributed to Connor DiFilippi and Robbie Foley slightly exceeding the 7,000 RPM maximum, which is outlined in IMSA's balance of performance table. Hefty penalties for very small infractions, but rules are rules, and unfortunate to see it happen, but uh, those BMWs, man, they were quick in, uh, in the race. Also, Sebastian Bourdais' pole-winning lap in the DPI category of 1 minute 9 seconds, 0.472 in the 0-1 Chip Ganassi Racing Cadillac, was 1.8 seconds quicker than the previous track record. Yes, 1.8 seconds faster. Now, this comes after the track has seen some minor changes to wall placements, which uh, is largely understood to have contributed to the speed increase. Also of note, the number 57 Windward Racing Mercedes suffered an accident in the second practice session, but returned to qualify fifth in GTD in the hands of Russell Ward. All right, let's head into the race recap here. And uh, it was a sprint race, that's for sure. The 100-minute Grand Prix of Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. The uh, sh- one of the, well, I mean, tied for the shortest race on the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship calendar, but provided plenty of action and plenty of talking points coming out of it as Cadillac maintained its undefeated streak of wins at Long Beach by sweeping the DPI podium. The number 25 Team RLL BMW of Connor DiFilippi and John Edwards was moved to the back of the GTD Pro class upon finishing the race due to a drive-time infraction for John Edwards. He missed the minimum 35 minutes of drive-time by just 18 seconds. This came after the car finished 4th in class after overcoming a drive through penalty. One of the iconic incidents that took place during this race was during pit stops when a wheel nut off of the number 3 Corvette flew forward and into the radiator of the number 9 Faf Porsche. The incident forced the number 9 to retire from the race with radiator issues, while the number 3 received a drive-through penalty for the infraction, which effectively ended their race. 
This was a big blow for Corvette as they controlled the first half of the race in dominating fashion. A link to the video showing the incident can be found in the show notes in case if you haven't seen it already. But in DPI, it was Ranger van der Zander and Sebastian Bourdais who claimed a commanding victory in Saturday's Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach with a 1-2 finish for Chip Ganassi Racing. Not too bad. Uh, van der Zander took the 0-1 Cadillac to a 3.7 second win over teammates Earl over teammate Earl Bamber. In the 0-2. Sebastian Bourdais started on pole but lost the lead early. Battling traffic. Battling GT traffic actually in the hairpin. Which uh, that's one of the things at Long Beach. Is uh, there was lots of incidents. Lots of um, lots of holds up, holdups from GT traffic in the DPI categories. But uh, just one of the things that is just makes IMSA so great in my opinion. Uh, he later regained a 21-second deficit to take the lead from Sister Car 0-2 on lap 29, and the 0-1 Cadillac did not look back from there. They cruised to the finish line uh, to win that race. However, uh, further down on the podiums, there was a late race uh, incident between Oliver Jarvis and Pipo Durrani that gave the number 5 Miller Motorsports Cadillac of Richard Westbrook and Tristan Vautier, the final podium spot. The two cars came together. However, race controlled later declared no further action and no penalties were handed out. In GTD Pro, it was the heart of racing and Ross Gunn with Alex Rabiris that came out on top, benefiting from the drive through penalty for the number three Corvette. Rabiris held off Ben Barnacote in the number 14 Vassar Sullivan Lexus for Aston Martin's first win in the new for 2022 class. A drive through penalty for the number 25 Team RLL BMW of John Edwards due to co-driver uh, Connor Filippi assisting with a dislodged driver's side door during its pit stop dropped the factory BMW out of contention. Meanwhile, in GTD, it was Brian Sellers along with co-driver Madison Snow that combined to capture the M4 GT3's maiden victory in North America uh, following a commanding run in the Grand Prix of Long Beach. It marked the team's second consecutive Long Beach win after they won in 2021 in their Lamborghini Huracan. Sellers and Snow combined to lead all but two laps in the race and ended up finishing third among the GTD Pro and GTD regular GTD entrants, uh, which consisted of a 20-car field. The closest challenge came from the number 27 heart of racing Aston Martin. Those Aston Martins were also strong this weekend of uh, Maxime Martin in the final 30 minutes, but slight contact occurred between the two cars while they were battling for lead on a late restart. There was no further action taken by IMSA Race Control for the incident, and it later resulted in Martin's car uh, 
going into a wall as a result of the bit of damage that was sustained. So very unfortunate end for that number 27 Aston Martin, but um, but uh, definitely a, a good finish for the, the BMW guys. It was definitely well-deserved for them in that GTD victory. Uh, they also, they finished, uh, it was third overall of all the GTDs. So this was not just, uh, this was not just a performance in, in regular GTD. They beat out a lot of the GTD pros as well. In the overall race results though, of course it was the 0-1 Cadillac DPI of Ranger van der Zander and Sebastian Borde who took the victory with the 0-2 of Earl Bamber and Alex Lynn finishing in second. Rounding out the podium, it was uh, Tristan Vautier and Russell Westbrook. Richard Westbrook, pardon me, in the JDC Miller Motorsports Cadillac. Basketball players, silly, silly me. Uh, Meanwhile, in GTD Pro, it was Ross Gunn and Alex Rabiris that won in that category from Jack Hawksworth and Ben Barnacote in the Vassar Sullivan Lexus. And rounding out that podium was the Corvette of Antonio Garcia and Jordan Taylor. They rebounded from that drive through penalty that they got earlier in the race. And then to round things out, it was Brian Sellers and Madison Snow in the Paul Miller Racing BMW that took honors in GTD. With the number 66 gradient racing Acura of Mark Miller and Mario Farnbacher that took second place. With Frankie Montecalvo and Alex Tielitz rounding out the podium in, yet again, the Vassar Sullivan Lexus. You see, this weekend, there was a little bit of a trend here going on. Aston Martins, BMWs, the Lexus, they they were all strong here at Long Beach, and they were all rewarded for their efforts. Before we round things up, though, let's just quickly go over other racing that is on this weekend, and there is some quality racing that will be taking place, starting with Formula One. They head to Imola for the next round in their championship. Qualifying can be found at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Alec on on April 23rd, pardon me, with the race going on Sunday, April 24th at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. The 24-hour series is in Spa this weekend, and one of the first major races uh, that takes place at the repro- slightly reprofiled Circuit de Spa Francorchamps for the 12 hours of Spa. This race will again at approximately 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday morning. And that the entire race can be watched on their YouTube channel. I will put the link for that in the show notes. In North American action, though, there is a NASCAR going on. And it's a super speedway re- weekend as the NASCAR Xfinity Series heads to Talladega for the Ag Pro 300 on Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Meanwhile, on Sunday, the Cup Series goes is also in Talladega for the Geico 500. That race gets underway at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap up the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach review episode. Once again, a big thank you to our early Patreon supporters. And if you too 
want to support the show, that you can go to patreon.com slash off in the S's. You can also support the show by hitting that subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast app and make sure you never miss a new episode. And you can also uh, leave us a review. Reviews are very helpful for letting us know what you think of the show. Uh, you can also follow along with us on Twitter at Off in the S's or on YouTube at Off in the S's Podcast. But once again, a big thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week for the preview episode for Laguna Seca as we're back to the two hour and 40 minute race. It's actually the first two hour and 40 minute race of the season. So that will be exciting. But until then, I hope everybody has a great race weekend and doesn't go off in the S's.